the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, May the 2nd, 2023, in the year of our Lord. Today in 1863, during the Civil War, Confederate General Thomas Stonewall Jackson, he was accidentally wounded by his own men in Chancellorsville, Virginia. He died eight days later. Today in 1890, the Oklahoma Territory was organized. Today in 1932, Jack Benny's first radio show, sponsored by Canada Dry, it made its debut on NBC Blue Network. Today in 1941, big day, big day, General Mills began shipping the new cereal, Cheerios, they called it. They were testing it in six markets. The test proved to be very good. The cereal was renamed, we know it today as Cheerios. I love Cheerios. Today in 1970, jockey Diane Crump became the first woman to ride in the Kentucky Derby. She finished 15th place aboard Fathom. Today in 1972, a fire in the Sunshine Silver Mine in Kellogg, Idaho, claimed the lives of 91 workers. They succumbed to carbon monoxide poisoning in the mine. I had an uncle who worked in that uh, mine, the Sunshine Silver Mine in Kellogg. I remember as a kid, he lived in Spokane. Actually, he lived in Four Lakes, but uh, he worked, he drove and worked in that mine. And um, there were a lot of incidents that I heard about as a kid. This was one of the larger incidents. Today in 1972, also, longtime FBI director J. Edgar Hoover, he died in Washington, D.C. at age 77. Today in 2010, record rains and flash floods in Kentucky, Mississippi, and Tennessee caused more than 30 deaths. It also submerged the Grand Old Opry House stage underwater. Today in 2018, the Boy Scouts of America announced that the group group's flagship program would undergo a name change. Remember that? We talked about it on this program a lot. After being known simply as the Boy Scouts for 108 years, the program would now be called Scouts BSA. The change came as girls were about to enter the ranks of Boy Scouts and homosexual leaders would be embraced and become leaders of the boys. One year ago today, a draft was leaked. It was a draft of the Supreme Court ruling that would reverse Roe v. Wade. Yesterday, Justice Samuel Alito, it was his draft that was leaked. This past weekend, he said that he would likely, that he likely knows who leaked the draft of his opinion, overturning the abortion as a constitutional right. He took a moment to ridicule those who are suggesting that it was a conservative or a conservative staff member on the court. He said, that's ludicrous. He said, the conservatives and their staff became the targets after that was leaked. 
It's interesting that it hasn't been made public who leaked that. You would think that the Supreme Court, John Roberts in particular, the justice, chief justice, you would think that he would want to make that public regardless of what side of the political spectrum the justice or the staff of a justice was coming from. Who leaked that? If Alito knows, I would suspect that everyone knows on the court. I wish they could be a little more honest about it. Not Alito. I'm talking about Justice John Roberts. I wish he could just tell the truth to the nation and let the chips fall where they will. It doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. On Friday, I mentioned that um, the Satanists were having their convention in Boston over the weekend. They did, of course. It was the largest in history for a Satanic convention, largest gathering in history. There was one part of that that went viral. Millions of people saw it, wanted to share it with you. Two leaders opened the event on Friday evening. They opened the event by ripping apart a Bible. They also tore up a thin blue line flag that commemorates police officers. Fox reported on that. Most of the other news did not. They said the acts, those leaders that tore up the Bible, they said the acts were undertaken to push back against oppression. The Bible is oppressive. And they wanted to push back against it. They said, quote, we stand here today in defiance of their siege and destroy their symbols of oppression. The Bible and the police were the two enemies that the Satanists chose to highlight. They said this to a cheering crowd. The crowd was roaring. They loved it. The crowd started shouting when that announcement was made and the Bible was being ripped apart. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Try to destroy the symbols of the things that cause harm, that oppress. Trying to destroy the attempt at theocratic rule was the theme of the convention over the weekend. There's so much noise. There's so much ungodliness. There's so much corruption. There's so much evil in our culture today. Sometimes we need just to take a deep breath. For thus saith the Lord God and Holy One of Israel, Isaiah the prophet wrote, In returning and rest shall ye be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. Indeed. Indeed. Sometimes we need to take a deep breath and just take a step back. Isaiah chapter 40 wrote, He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increases their strength. Psalm, Psalm 18 says, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler, and the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. And Psalm 27, it begins with this, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? People today are gripped by fear in the culture, in America, in the world. There's so much going on that's unknown. We don't know what's next. 
But I want to tell you this morning, the most important thing I have to say today is that Almighty God is in control. He will continue to be in control. He has always been in control. Embrace him. Stand quietly in his presence. He is everything that anyone needs in their life. God is almighty God, who was and is and evermore shall be. And he is holy, holy, holy. And his son Jesus Christ died on a cross because you are a sinner, and so am I. And for those of us who have accepted him as our Savior, he rose from the dead, he forgave our sins, he paid the price for it. We have the peace of God that passes all understanding in the middle of all of this chaos in our world. There's so much misinformation. The news media is doing more to increase political divisions in the United States. At least the public thinks so. They put out a poll this weekend. The question they asked was, is the news media doing more to increase political divisions in the United States, decrease political divisions, or does it have any effect? The news media. 74% of U.S. adults say the news media is increasing political polarization, more than 12 times the 6% who say the media is decreasing divisions and four times higher than the 18% who think that the media has no effect. Associated Press, they were all over this. They report that claims that even though the legacy media, the mainstream, the old-fashioned media, they're driving away the legacy, they're driving away Americans, it's actually the alternative sources. Stay with me now on this. Associated Press says, even though the legacy media are driving away Americans, And they are. We're getting tired of them. We're not listening to them much anymore. They say, Associated Press, it's actually the alternative sources of news that Americans are turning to, not the mainstream news media. Well, that could be true. But, Associated Press says, they, (laughs) the alternative sources, they are partisan echo chambers. They are creating the disconnect. They are are creating the political divisions in our country. They say that breakdown in trust may prompt many Americans to reject the mainstream news media, Associated Press, I'm quoting them. They say often in favor of social media and unreliable websites that spread misleading claims, and that can be partisan echo chambers leading to further polarization. It's interesting the words they choose in this, may, can, could, perhaps, kind of thing. They always do that because they don't want to get sued, but they get their point across. But if you look at the headlines, you find that the mainstream media, or the legacy media, as they've started calling them now, are the true partisan echo chambers. Just I just took a look at some of the headlines yesterday. This Just, just yesterday. This... <laughs> This is from the Washington Post. And they're supposed to be bringing America together, according to the Associated Press, these and others? I don't think so. Their main headline, far-right block is flexing muscle, Freedom Caucus pledges fiscal war. 
And uh, they say efforts to limit out-of-control government spending. Now, that doesn't sound like that's bringing together. They're blaming the Freedom Caucus, saying that they're pledging fiscal war. A sampling of MSNBC yesterday, headlines for Monday, same thing. It reeks with divisive pro-Democrat rhetoric. Here's some of the headlines. And these people, the Associated Press say, are bringing us together. It's the conservative, that's what they're talking about, conservative sites and conservative voices in the culture that are dividing us. It's just the opposite. Here's the headlines from MSNBC and NBC, the parent, the, the, the main channel. Ron DeSantis' war on Disney has gone from embarrassing to just plain illegal. Another headline, new data exposes Elon Musk's free speech charade. I'm not saying Elon Musk is a conservative. I don't know what he is. He's kind of all over the place. He's very rich, and so he does what he wants to do, I guess. But anyway, that was a, uh, a headline. Another headline, quote, this NBC and MSNBC, their child. While Biden is staying quiet about his biggest accomplishment, or why, why Biden is staying quiet, quiet about his biggest accomplishments. He, had to, he doesn't have any accomplishments. All he's done is take the, the, the country to the brink of disaster. Another headline says, For Biden, Republicans' book bans become a defining political fight. Another headline said, Ted Cruz picks the wrong fight with bonkers terrorist remark. There's a whole lot more, but CNN, same thing. This is just yesterday. Just I just picked a day, picked a time. These are the headlines. CNN, McCarthy's victory on debt ceiling vote may be short-lived. <laughs> Missouri judge pauses enforcement of limits on gender-affirming care for trans youth and adults for 15 days. That's a big one. This transgender thing is, is it, it just has seized America, particularly Joe Biden. He's obsessed with it. Another headline from CNN, how bad is it for Ron DeSantis? He's polling at RFK Jr.'s level. Robert Kennedy's son, Jr., as you know, is, is announced he's running for president as a Democrat. These are the reasons. I mean, these are some of the reasons that we do what we do every day on this program. We try to bring you uh, some light on what's going on in our world today because it's so confusing. It is so out of control. The noise is just deafening sometimes. So one, we need to take a step back and just breathe deeply and know that God is in control and that he loves us. He cares for us and God has a plan. And these other guys, the Joe Bidens of this world, they come and go. I mean, they do. They do a lot of damage, in his case particularly. Well, they have power, but God is there before and after all of this. God is eternal. And he is in control. I believe that with all of my heart. And I believe it equally so, that he loves us and he cares for us. And he cares what we're going through here. And he cares about the sovereignty of nations. The Bible is very clear on that. God, that's his plan for this time in history, that we be nations, not globalists, but we have nations and tongues and tribes and all of this kind of thing. The Bible's abundantly clear. I've talked about it on this program. But God is in control. And what we are trying to do on this program is to be a part of turning on the light 
not that we have all the answers, but we can certainly speak to the issues from a biblical perspective and kind of throw the switch and turn on the light. And that's what we try to do each day. And so many of you comment on that when you support us and you are very aware of what we're trying to do and you not only appreciate it, but you support it and you want others to hear some things that they probably won't hear on a lot of other programs and particularly in the so-called legacy media. So thank you for standing with us. I, I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. We couldn't do this without you, and we wouldn't be doing it without you, and thank you so much. We need you to stand with us. These are trying times, but thank you. We need you. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. We're not the only ones who feel that things are out of control There's a move underway, perhaps it's a quiet move, but it's to give more governing authority to the people. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. The founders had that in mind when they created this country. That was one of the main things, religious liberty and government in the hands of the people, not the anointed, self-anointed leaders. The man or woman you're apt to see at church or the grocery store or at the community, 4th of July Uh, Used to be fireworks celebration, now not so much, but you know what I'm saying. There's a growing number of Americans, some of them influential, that believe that power should return to the states and that the states have the authority to claim this power under the document that many now seek to revise. That would be our Constitution. I want to take a closer look today for a few minutes at Article 5. Are you familiar with Article 5? A lot of people are not. So let's take a few minutes and take a look at that. Back in 2014, a New York Times number one bestseller author. That was about the time I was becoming very aware of him and what he was saying. He was a media personality, but he's more so now. He's a former advisor to Ronald Reagan, to the Reagan administration. Mark Levin. He's an interesting guy. He's unique. I've never known anyone exactly like him. I don't know him, but I'm aware of him, and I pay attention to what he says. He says Americans should return the power to the states and that the states have the authority to claim this power. He said so in a book, and it became a bestseller almost overnight. So what is Article 5, and what is an Article 5 convention? Well, Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution gives states the power to call a convention to propose amendments. It takes 34 states to call a convention, 38 to ratify any amendments that are proposed. The convention being promoted would only allow the states to discuss amendments that, quote, limit the power and jurisdiction of the federal government, impose fiscal restraints, and place term limits on federal officials. Well, that gets my attention. I'm interested in that. I hope you are as well. Levin says backing this movement is a no-brainer for conservatives. And yes, there is a movement. It's organized. Some of you know about it. Some of you may not. Opponents say the Constitution lacks guidelines for what an Article 5 convention would look like, would therefore result in chaos followed by legal battles. Levin sees it differently. So do millions of other people now. Common Cause 
says wealthy donors, corporations, and radical far-right actors are pushing calls for an Article 5 convention in states across the country to reshape our Constitution for their own benefit. Common Cause, of course, is opposed to that. They like things the way they are. Frighteningly, they say, they, meaning the conservatives, are just a few states away from succeeding. Well, yay, that's good. Is this true? Well, it, it is. The Convention of States Movement says, and I went to their website, I actually wrote an article about this today. It's on our website, faithandfreedom.us, and I've linked some of the things I'm talking about right now. I've linked to the sources, and there's a lot more information there than, than I'll be touching on today, but you can go to that, faithandfreedom.us. And that's if you go today, that's the first thing you'll see when you go on the website. My article about this topic is there. But uh, this Convention of States launched in 2013. They say on their website, we've been spreading like wildfire. I looked into it. They have. They are. They say millions of supporters nationwide. We have a petition signers in every single state house district across America. We're actively working in all 50 states to pass the Convention of States resolution. Some of the people supporting this movement are, it's a diverse crowd of people. I know some of them. David Barton, Mike Huckabee, Rick Santorum, Senator Marco Rubio, Eric Metexas, Dr. James Dobson, Sarah Palin, Sean Hannity, Charlie Kirk. He's with Turning Point, the uh, youth movement. He's a great guy. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, Rand Paul, Mark Levin, of course, Ben Shapiro, Kirk Cameron, Cameron, the actor, Rand Paul, Governor Ron DeSantis, Florida, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, Dr. Ben Carson, and there's many, 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 many others that are involved in this movement. Rick Santorum says Washington won't fix Washington. That's why we must look to the people and to the states. The framers of the Constitution in Philadelphia put this language in Article 5 to allow two ways to amend the Constitution. Both of them are very difficult by design, Levin said on Friday. He was on a program on American Family Radio with Jenna Ellis. She's a lawyer that has worked for President Trump and perhaps still does or will. She's a bright young woman, to say the least. I was very impressed with her at the time I became aware of her just a year or two ago. Anyway, she has a show on American Family Radio and Mark Levin was talking to her on our Friday show. The first requires that the House and the Senate is to pass this proposed amendment, each by a two-thirds majority. Once that happens, the bill would be presented to the states. This is the route that's taken by all current constitutional amendments. But the second is to call a constitutional convention, an act that requires the approval of two-thirds of state legislatures. A magic number just to get approval of the convention is 34 states. Once there, passing proposed amendments would require the approval of 38 states. Like Levin says, this is not easy, but there is a path. Conventionofstates.com, they have their own website. It says, in addition to the 19 states that have passed by the the resolution seeking a convention, another seven have passed it in one legislative chamber. Another 14 states are discussing it. 
I think if I'm doing my math correctly here on the fly, isn't that about 40 states where it's in play now? I mean, they're discussing it or have passed the resolution already. The Convention of States Project is it's led by Citizens for Self-Governance. It's an organization that seeks to provide resources and advocacy and education and so on for like-minded groups and, and individuals. It's a quiet movement. Despite receiving these endorsements, the Convention of States hasn't received much media coverage. Do we have to have an IQ of 500 to understand why they would not want to talk about this? Of course they don't want to talk about this. This has been a very fairly low-profile process. Levins has told uh, Jenna Ellis on, the sh- on her, her show on Friday, he said, you know, and you know and I know, and I think your listeners know, that Washington is not going to reform Washington. Congress is not going to say, you know what, we're too big, we're too strong, we're violating the Constitution. He said, people complain about this, but writing your congressman is not going to fix it because we've been doing that, and it hasn't worked. Whether it happens this time remains to be seen, but Americans should thank George Mason. The opportunity even exists. Levin was talking about that on this radio show. He's talking about Mason. And he said the, he was the author of Virginia's Declaration of Independence in 1776. It came up with the method that allows states to bypass Congress and amend the U.S. Constitution. Well, these guys are working hard at this, and I mean, they're all in and have been for quite some time. Levin says getting behind this convention movement is a no-brainer as far as he's concerned, and he doesn't think it should be a problem for any conservative to get behind it. He said Democrats oppose federalism. They oppose representative government. They oppose constitutionalism, and we support it. Now, if you want to get it back, if you want to at least try to get it back in some significant way, then you'll support the Convention of States. He said, if you just want to whine about it and rub your hands and complain, then you won't. He said, it's that simple. He's a straight talker, as you probably know. I'm sure you've heard him or seen him on television. He has a show on Fox. He may get canned there along with the other true conservatives, but nonetheless, he's still there, I think. But I was thinking about James Garfield. He wrote an article called The Century of Progress. It was published in The Atlantic. Guess that Atlantic would not publish it today, but they did then. President James Garfield, he said this in 1877. He said this, and I quote, Now more than ever, the people are responsible for the character of their Congress. If that body be ignorant, reckless, and corrupt, it's because the people tolerate ignorance, recklessness, and corruption. If it be intelligent, brave, and pure, it's because the people demand these high qualities to represent them in the national legislature. If the next centennial does not find us a great nation, it will be because those who represent the enterprise, the culture, the morality, the nation, do not aid in controlling the political forces. Boy, Samuel Adams was on the same page a hundred years earlier. He said, nothing is more essential to the establishment of manners in the state than that all persons employed in places of power and trust be men of exceptional characters. The public cannot be too curious concerning the character of public men. I think that's where we are today. Perhaps America has been here before. Certainly the Civil War was such a time, but we're at a time of great confusion There is a real struggle, not to quote Joe Biden, for the soul of this nation. 
And Joe Biden is pulling this nation the wrong direction. And most everybody knows it. So we'll continue to talk about this. We'll talk about what's happening each day, and we'll do so from a biblical perspective. Thanks for being with me today. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.